Driving the Future is a podcast about where the automotive industry is going and how not only to keep up with the rapidly changing business, but to shape it. Fueled by such factors as the climate crisis and the digital revolution, the automotive industry is changing. Customers are looking for better in-car experiences and OEMs are responding in innovative ways. From in-vehicle entertainment options to car sharing solutions, these experiences require something other than an engine and four wheels. They require software, and so OEMs are no longer just automakers, but they're becoming software developers as well. Lincoln Co. is one of the companies leading the way, and their new business models are disrupting the industry. In this episode of Driving the Future, Capgemini's Jan Spadaforsch sits down with Jonas Leine from Lincoln Co. and our own Jean-Marie Lapelle to dive into this software-driven transformation, the innovation it brings, and the cultural shift OEMs need to get there. Over to you, Jan. My name is Jan Spadaforsch and I'm the account executive for Lincoln Co. and other automotive brands in the leading Let's get started. The automotive market is undergoing a large transformation and a personalized mobility experience is getting more and more important. We see a trend of going from a product-based offering to a service-based offering. What is your take on this trend and why do you think it's important to offer more than just a product in the automotive industry? Yes, we are observing these disruptions. It's evident for all the ones that are working in this industry. That's Jean-Marie Lapeyre, the CTIO for the global automotive industry at Capgemini. And it's all about innovation. It's all about being flexible. Mobility actually becomes front and center for the industry. And yes, there is a movement that has been engaged actually long ago to go from a product-oriented industry towards a service-oriented industry, mobility service-oriented industry. And so that's a major trend. Lincoln Co. is one of the industry trendsetters in this area. And Eunice Leina, who is their head of business technology, agrees. Indeed, at Lincoln Co., we are on the forefront of that change to bring, bring uh, subscription and bring mobility to our customers. What we really see from the customers, and, and everything is, of course, driven by the customer demand, we see that there's an interest of, of interest and the kind of focus is moving from products to experiences. People want to much rather experience things, have wow, wow elements in their life go to experience holidays much rather than owning stuff. We are, we are past the time when you were buying CDs or DVDs, but have more subscription solutions like Netflix, uh, Spotify, etc. on that. On the same time, on the same way, we at Lincoln Co., we see the customer demand and we see just the product as, as one element, important element, surely, but that's just one element. While then the experience for our customers is the, is the driver of solutions and driver of of our business model. What we provide subscription, which is a, which is a monthly-based, subscription-based business model where you don't connect yourself for a very expensive product, but you, you subscribe on a monthly basis to a car and, and thus have mobility to you. We take care of the experience for you as a customer. We, we take care of the servicing, all the hassle parts of, the, of owning a product and just provide the most amazing wow experience for you. That's how we see that the, the industry is going to and what we are driving and, and pushing the industry also towards. Lincoln is, is a company that launched here in China and uh, it was back in 2018. The car sold more than 100,000 um, cars in the first year, which is an incredible 
uh, never seen figure before in the automotive industry. And I believe that one of the reasons why it was so successful was just because of this offering of not just a product, not only the car. There is so much more services connected to it. And what Jonas, you and your team is doing in Europe right now is really enabling this service um, mindset for the automotive industry. Okay, let's then move on. Software-driven transformation is one of the key catalysts to the rapid transformation in the automotive industry. What is software-driven transformation for you? And why is this an important topic for the industry? Yeah, thanks, John. My team, we're called Business Technology. We are having software and digital solutions to drive the business innovations. Well, then, of course, by having these uh, solutions, digital solutions, doing sales online, being an enabler to run our new innovative business model. Also further, we of course have a connected car. The car is always connected to cloud and that allowing us to have a platform to build services on. One of these services quite a unique for Lincoln Co is the car sharing platform, which allows our customers to, to share their vehicle when they are not using it and, and other customers to borrow vehicles when they need, provide really mobility on demand without, again, connecting you to a physical product for a long time. That all is, of course, driven by innovations of software development and is really driving us further away from the product and these long life cycles to, to quick transition and quick trans transformation of services, what we see. That's a very, very interesting perspective and use case. If we take a step back, overall in the automotive industry, we, we are seeing right now that trend of investing massively in a change of the product to actually enable the transformation we are talking about. That means that it's a massive change of the architecture of the product, the technical architecture of the product. It's not necessarily that is uh, very visible for the end user, but behind the scenes, there, is a, there are massive investments done by the OEMs, traditional and the new entrants, to actually change that architecture and enable all these services. So that's what we call the software transformation and the software-defined vehicle. And what, of course, we are, we are looking at that the same way with the same transform type of transformation that we've seen in the telecom sector or the smartphones changes over the last uh, couple of decades. So it started in the automotive industry with the connected car. So basically not changing the, the way the car designed, but connecting them. And now the software is actually taking over in a way. More and more functions are driven by software, which gives the ability to deliver a number of services because it can we can handle a much higher complexity seen from a technical perspective. The element, of course, is the ability to connect the services that are now available in the car with everything that is done, let's call it off board, right? So all the the mobility services and all the mobility capabilities. And that is that end-to-end -end transformation that is that transforms the, I would say, isolated vehicle into a vehicle, an element of a continuum of experience, a, a technical continuum that supports, that actually enable that transformation. So really that end-to-end -end software transformation, that's the way we see it and that's the way we are actually helping our clients. I think it's very interesting to discuss the combination of, of IT and the software parts with the more hardware and, and engineering parts. And this is really where we see 
a lot of potential in the, in the future. We need to bring these two together. Okay, so let's move on to question number three. Do you believe that there will be a point where the software development becomes more important for OEMs than hardware development? If so, how close are we to that point? Yeah, I, I think we are reaching that point in a way. I think the the focus is again moving away from the product towards experiences. We have sharing services, we have the services around the car, we have connected car cloud as mentioned, is already bringing in the experience of just having a car available for you, providing the mobility and thus removing the connection to a single product. Also, what we are seeing here at Lincoln Co. is the speed and the kind of cadence of development with software is happening every two weeks. We get new features out, we get new functionality, which is totally different from these traditional projects of, of cars, which take years and years to produce a, a physical product, go through a manufacturing cycle and do the hands of customer. While we then today see that we can get from an idea to real customer value in basically no time. And that's again, where I believe that with, with the service approach, business model with subscription has the customer demand to us show month by month that we are providing the value for the customer, but then also driving the development forward. I fully agree with you. What you just described is the overall trend. Basically, the car, the, the car industry was focusing on product, of course, as we said before, but in this case, it meant all the capabilities were driven by hardware. So whether it's mechanical, chemical, or electronics, up to now, honestly, the capabilities were driven by the hardware. Now we see that change. So there is much less focus on the specificities of the hardware, more on trying to do some more generic hardware platforms that then can be upgraded by upgrading the software that runs on top. So the relative importance of software becomes much greater. Right. And this is a hard transformation. This is not obvious. This is a change of culture. But that's the capabilities that the, the OEMs are developing right now by disconnecting a little bit the, the hardware from the software. Of course, one runs on the other. But we mean by that, that the software becomes more central point, central value, and the hardware becomes more generic and there is also a consolidation of the of this of this architecture i would actually mention something that i like mentioning honestly which is an article that has been written 10 years ago a bit more than 10 years ago now by mark andreessen the founder of of netscape who wrote an article in the wall street journal known as software is eating the world and he described in this in this article how a lot of activities, industrial activities or service activities in the world were more and more driven by software. And basically, that's what is now happening to the automotive industry. It has been actually growing progressively over the last couple of decades. But now there is a real turning point where this is becoming front and center. I think software is eating the world uh, that was written more than 10 years ago. I think it's very applicable for the what we're seeing in today's market. I also want to add one thing on this. I did a project back in 2014 for Volvo cars. And uh, already by then, we were testing 100 autonomous cars in the streets of Gothenburg. And uh, this really shows that 
many people would argue that the breaking point is already happening, but there needs to be an agreement from the society to let all the autonomous driving be, be released on the street because there is a lot of moral dilemmas to be discussed and to be agreed upon between the OEMs and, and also the, the government, etc. in different countries. Okay, so we jump over to disruptive ideas just like autonomous driving. To enable advanced innovation and foster new ideas, it's often said that it's better to behave more like a startup and less like a traditional OEM or manufacturing company. Yes, definitely the ecosystem is changing and the culture is changing. And what we are seeing is, of course, the internal culture of the traditional actors, including OEMs, but also tier ones, is actually morphing to adapt to this new reality. But let's, let's go one step further. The software transformation is an opportunity for the OEMs to actually capture some value that is today actually distributed. The OEMs has a piece of it and all the tier ones that are providing parts for the OEMs also own a piece of all of that. So the software transformation is also a consolidation, right? The consolidation of value and a consolidation of the practice. And that is a major change in terms of culture and the skills that are needed to fuel that culture. The OEMs are changing. Naturally, the tier ones are changing for the same reason, right? We are seeing a number of announcements regarding the software entities of major tier ones concentration of software. Also, we see a number of new entrants that are coming with uh, new capabilities. So either pure new players that are funded, they are startups, like traditional startups that come and propose new electric vehicle typically, but also actors from other industry. So consumer electronics, for example, that are now announcing that they want to create their own car and the services associated with that. And of course, on top of that, all the actors that are providing more and more sophisticated mobility services, that's one, that's the big trend. The last piece I wanted to mention on that topic is the fact that we are seeing also the partnerships forming that are being different than from before. We've seen, and I would not mention any, but again, partnership between OEMs and pure software vendors outside of the of the auto industry, for example, that are uh, trying to drive some of it. Pa- partnership with integrators, that's also an, another trend. So all the ecosystem now is actually moving and re-architecting, reconfiguring because of the transformation. Indeed, uh, to the question of behaving more like a startup, we at Lincoln Co, when we started, we were really a startup within a traditional automotive group, like you might imagine. But the starting words were, the world doesn't need another car brand. And and that's uh, what I think is still true. We don't need another physical product or another brand in that sense. We need much more a disruptor to the business and to the and to the industry. I, I think, and, and the approach we are looking at Lincoln Co. is to really uh, start from scratch and, and change everything. We are removing the typical chain of dealers from the picture and being, being directly connected with the customer and thus being able to provide a, a totally different experience for our customers. At the same time, we see these kind of disruptions throughout the whole value chain for us and, and the whole business model for us. 
where traditional companies normally, as, as I see it and as we see it, are able to take one step to that direction while acting like a startup. We can start from where we really want to be in the end state and, and drive the disruption and drive the way there. Then surely, and like many others, we are, of course, also working with partners and working with other parts of outside of a normal automotive industry to, to drive that development. But really, by being this small, nimble player, being the startup within the industry, we are able to drive the innovation and, and come up with the crazy ideas that actually, in the end of the day, are the ones that provide the, the real value and, and the direct contact to our customer. That, of course, puts a, a, a huge demand on the digital solutions and, and on, on my team and on our software development in general, as often, of course, many of the innovations are, again, driven by technology or by, by digital solutions. If we look back maybe five or 10 years and look at the Fortune 500 list of the most successful and biggest company in the world, uh, and then compare it with how it looks now, you can see that it's totally changed. And I believe that the, the companies that has been coming in and taking over, they are behaving like a startup. They are having a lot of new creative ideas that the old giants has not been able to keep up with. So I believe that as an OEM today, you really need to start working as a startup. You need to foster a environment where you can grow, where you can be innovative and really um, enable this kind of this collaboration between uh, the people in your company. So if you want to make this new kind of business model where you are behaving like a startup, of course you would need uh, a lot of people, a lot of talents. And I think this takes us directly to our last question of today. Do you believe that today's need for innovation calls for a new type of senior leadership inside the OEM, maybe from other industries? And is the scarcity of digital talent an obstacle to achieve software-driven transformation? Yes, for sure, for both. We at Lincoln Co., we took the, the stance from start. Surely there was a small core of a certain automotive competence needed our brand to succeed. But really, we've been from the start driving and, and searching for talent outside of the industry. A lot from hospitality, retail, uh, and, and further, where really the experience for our customers are is the key to provide this experience, provide something different that traditional companies have. And with a purpose, we are driving that diversity into the team in terms of background and experience. But then also what we're a lot working on is to bring diversity into, into the company in terms of gender balance, in terms of background and all the other aspects. Where we today are really close or if not even reaching the 50-50% gender diversity at Lincoln Co. At the same time, we indeed see the challenge as the whole industry and, and the whole, not only automotive industry, but all the industries all around are, are screaming for digital talent. Where pandemic the last years have even speeded up that process. We see a huge demand for software or business technologists who, are, who have the understanding of where the business is going to, but also have the understanding what is possible throughout technology and software solutions. Absolutely. Actually, on the two points, actually, the two main, major points about the change of culture and the scarcity of talent. We see that recruiting is hard, to your point, not because there is no demand, because there is actually a lot of people that are that are working on the field, but the demand is exploding. And uh, I would say a, a pretty negative aspect, in a way, 
of the transformation is that the talents that the automotive sector is now seeking is basically the same as the electronics industry, software industry, telecom industry, et cetera. So it's one big part of very similar talents that we are all looking after. And so it's good news from a perspective of, I would say, the candidates or the professionals working in this industry, but it's a massive challenge for the actors who need to have these talents and these fresh talents. So the other element I wanted to mention is the fact that the change of culture that we already mentioned is also something that is necessary to actually attract these talents. The number of these talents that are working today, for example, for the software industry or getting into the market, getting out of university, wanting to work for this software industry that make them dream, to be honest, with kind of a, a short future. I'm not sure that the automotive industry has that image that it can provide the same kind of career or part of career. So the change of culture needs also to drive the change of image so the talents can be interested to work for the automotive industry. And change of culture is hard. <laughs> We've seen that so many times of companies that were basically sitting on the assets they had from the past and didn't move fast enough to adapt to the new reality. There are well-known examples that will not bring again, but we are at that probably at that moment here for the automotive industry. And so back to the talents, we are looking for these multi-background talents that are chased by everybody. And one thing that we are actually doing is trying to upskill a number of talents we already have to make sure that they are at the top. They have absolutely all the capacity to handle this new reality. We are not far from that, hopefully, but we are also helping clients do the same. The other piece is to also work with the academic sector, right? the universities in the world <clears throat> that also are changing the profile of the people they are training. So I was recently discussing at the Global Dean's Council, Global Engineering Dean's Council, from a number of universities around the world. And basically, my message to them is, if it's not already done, please make sure that you combine with all your engineering degrees uh, a good dose of computer science, IT, and software capabilities and, and knowledge, right? Because that's the combination we are looking for. We want people who know the engineering topics, and we need them to also know how to manipulate the software. That's not new, what I'm saying, but it's actually more important than it has ever been. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there is definitely a scarcity of talents. And I believe that the automotive companies need to work very actively, very hard to ensure that the right talents joins, joins their company. I think that this is the, the big enabler for success in the future. I think there is more and more technologies that is out there and, and up and coming. For example, low code that can be used to attract more talent in certain areas. So I think it would be very interesting to see what the future has to bring in this one so we can have more people coming from different industries and different backgrounds into the software development area. I think it's very safe to say that the automotive industry is facing a big transformation already now, but also, of course, in the years to come. I'm very much looking forward to, to see what this future has to bring. And I want to thank you all for listening in to this debate with us here today. A big thanks to all our guests. 
If you'd like to know more about Lincoln Co., check out the hyperlink in the show notes. And for more insights into software-driven transformation, check out Capgemini's Technovision report. There's a link to that in the show notes, too. Thanks for listening to Driving the Future, a podcast by Capgemini. Capgemini.